Hello everyone and welcome to this latest episode of our Farming for Change podcast. This time round we've got a bit of a difference because we haven't got Ben here. I do I say we because we are incredibly fortunate to have the the engine room behind Ben Taylor Davis and, and Helen Taylor Davis is here with me. Ben isn't here so we can have a, a good chat about life with Ben Taylor Davis. So Helen, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Awesome. So I've obviously known you guys since meeting Ben through the Nuffield yeah. Scholarship, yeah. which was yeah. started off about 2016, and, and that was kind of how we, we met each other. You've obviously known him for many, many years before that. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us a bit about meeting Ben. About meeting Ben, and, and okay, so oh, I can't give you dates and things, it's been a long time, <laughs> uh, a very, very long time. So I met Ben when I was at secondary school and in my final years and I used to do a lot of babysitting for some friends and they happened to know Ben and they had a barbecue the one time and he was there, I was there and got chatting, got to know each other and then over time I was working uh, on weekends and, and things like that. He was at uni and we still kept in contact and any holidays, things like that, he sort of came down. I went up there and it sort of developed from there really. Yeah. And then obviously he then you know, got a job up in Oxfordshire and I went to college and, we, you know, it was a long distance relationship and obviously yeah. it was either going to work or not. Luckily it did, and we just, yeah, just carried on from there, really. And then I moved in with him in his first house. And then, yeah, a couple of houses later, we then got engaged. And then it decided that, you know, we were renting. It was easier to move back to the farm. And because Ben was all over with work anyway, so yeah. it didn't really matter. Obviously, my family's here as well. So, so yeah, so we decided to move back, convert one of the barns. And it's sort of, it's grown and grown and grown and grown <laughs> for all these years. So, yeah. so yes, yeah, so that's how we sort of met. Yeah, cool. So, and so you grew up in this area as well, like Herefordshire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I literally, other side of the river, about yeah. five miles in the other direction. Okay. I didn't know of Ben or all of this, you know, I went to school, which is local to here. But yeah, we just... But not farming family or anything? Just No, no, we live, my parents live in a farmhouse. I grew up there with the rest of my family, my cousins. There was like, you know, about 15 of us lived in the house. Then my family moved to the local pub and my dad ran the pub. So I moved so, yeah, <laughs> so, I, so I moved down there and that's when I met Ben when we were actually living in the pub and yeah. he was at uni and, and all that sort of thing. He so. must have been there quite a lot. <laughs> well, every weekend he was guaranteed to be there. So, but yeah, it was beer and the landlord's daughter. Yeah, you know, it's like an ideal. <laughs> yeah, most people do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how. Um, but it's like I say, it's not too far from here. Yeah, cool. Um, and so, what, what, what did you do at college? So I went to college and just um, obviously I'm into my animals. Loved horses. Always have done. Knew I wanted to work with animals, so I went and did a diploma in equine. Yeah. So, uh, and that was local as well, so that's sort of halfway to Herefordshire itself. So, yeah, did that, and then obviously, then I decided to go and move in with Ben. And yeah, and so that was when he, he started working as an economist, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and he was because he's always been on the move and you know out and about and you know always on the go always here there everywhere and stuff like that so yeah he was yeah got his job working for Hutchinson's and then obviously over the years he's then wanted to broaden his knowledge and stuff so yeah and then like you say eventually you know awarded a scholarship and yeah met you and because it's been like it must so it's been like nearly 30 years that you guys have been yeah together, I mean yeah, yeah yeah long time because he's um what I you know Ben and I obviously met like I don't know what's it now six years ago six seven years ago and we uh yeah been been great mates ever since and it's one of those things that um he's like a complete ideas man and <laughs> whenever I ask him you know, who's doing that? He always says, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, I see it here. You know, for, for anyone that's listening, you know, this is like a, the, it's a classic kind of Herefordshire farmyard, isn't it? You know, um, with the houses, like red brick and slate roofs and kind of overlooking the Wye Valley and everything else. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's an amazing spot. And it's, it's, been, it's been awesome coming here over the years. And we, we talked about it in the previous podcast, actually, just saying, how things are evolving and changing and you know you've got your your farm shop which started a couple of years ago as yeah. a converted horse box trailer that's right that's correct yeah now you've got converted and we popped out there the last time i was here you know there's people in there you've got you know self-service coffee machine you know yeah. um brewery on the farm brewery fresh meal there's a shoot you've got the flood you know previous podcasts people have heard about the you know the, the flood and glamping and there is an unbelievable amount like to my mind like <laughs> Ben's personality is kind of like writ large over Townsend Farm <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and he's never here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's not <laughs> I mean I you know me I love animals I love being outdoors I you know so Ben comes up with an idea and at the beginning I'm like mm, I'm not I'm not sure about that <laughs> Not sure, but he, you know, does he, he ever take no for an answer? Oh, no. If he's come up with an idea and he's like, "We should do this," and you say yeah. no, yeah, he makes him do it more. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, generally his ideas they work. Yeah. You know, we work well together. He comes up with the idea, we put it in together, put it into practice, and then telling other people all about it, and yeah. they're like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" And how are you doing this? And you know, I will here putting the practical side in yeah. and um, that sort of thing so. because he's you know we've been talking in recent months and stuff just about the number of visitors to the farm and some of the, yeah. the schemes they're helping with kind of trails and uh, narrative boards and to talk about everything that's going on I guess that's one of the things that I love about you know we've, we talked about the mural on the end of the barn and you know yeah. there's always there's always something on the go here and it's that using the farm to kind of explain to consumers about how the countryside works and how food is produced could be produced and, yeah and, yeah but you know you guys are anything from the environment agency to local school kids and and everything in between yeah you know, yeah wildlife organizations and and everything else how do you how do you fit it all in <laughs> a lot of people ask that actually <laughs> and i'm like i don't know i just do you know, I have my little routine, like everyone has a routine, like when yeah. they're getting the kids ready for school and they're like, how do you do it with like six kids or three kids? You just do. 
Yeah, um, it's life. It's life, yeah. You yeah. know, I get up, I go and do my rounds, you know, and make sure everything's in the... Or move animals or whatever. Yeah. But Ben's ideas and things are to make it easy and... I put it into practice and yeah it is you know it's just us on the farm somebody asked me today who who else works here and it's not it's just it's just us yeah. you know obviously the kids muck in yeah and we just do it yeah so three kids so three kids yeah what are they all up to at the moment so my eldest tegan she's 17 driving which is pretty scary <laughs> um, but good and she's just doing a levels she's in her second year She's hoping to take a year out and then go to university and study vet physiotherapy. Um, so that's quite cool. And then Erin Lover, she's at school, 14, just about to start all her GCSEs and all that sort of thing. And then there's Job, love him. He's 11, yeah, well. started secondary school this year. But yeah, he's he's growing, he's yeah. developing, um, he's happy, that's yeah. the main thing. Absolutely. Um, he really is happy, so that's all good. But yeah, that's what all the, yeah, yeah. All the kids are up to. Yeah, busy, busy. <laughs> busy bees, yeah. So back when life of Ben as a, an agronomist, he was yeah. obviously charging around advising people on algal crops. Did you always get the feeling that there was something, you know, that he was looking to do more or that he did it? Was there a point at which he was... You know, he felt you could see that he needed some something else. Um, or is his day not, job when he just cracked on? No, it was more his day job. I think it. He himself realised, as you know, stretch his brain. He, yeah. You know, he's super intelligent, yeah, which yeah. is annoying for some people. <laughs> <laughs> and he felt, you know, he when he did his Nuffield, he obviously saw a lot. Yeah. Visited a lot of countries and wanted to use some of those things that he'd seen in a way that he could make his own farm better yeah. and just general, well, you know what the world's like at the minute, yeah. make everything better. Yeah. So, yeah, so he just went out there and he just, yeah, just started to think, well, actually, well, I can do this. So while he while he was doing his Hutchinson's job, this the, the farm here was, I think it was... Rent, rent, not when necessarily rented out the contract farm by, yeah. by someone else. Yeah, yeah. And did he have much input into the farming side of things at the time? Are you, were you guys, would you say you were guys as close to the farm then as you are now? No, no, yeah. no. It was very much, you know, we live here, they farm the land. Yeah, you can um, enjoy it. We can enjoy it. Yeah, no. It, so, no, so now obviously we're very much involved with everything. Yeah. I mean, obviously he does still contract out, but he works with them and they want to obviously improve the way we farm as well so they're all working together more as a community and and making soil health a lot better really for the world you know listeners will know that that ben is rarely complimentary about my my own nuffield scholarship mainly because it paled into insignificance in comparison to his was it nine weeks? I think he was off and away. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember how many countries and all over his uh, his sort of slideshow of of uh, places he'd been and people he'd met was absolutely phenomenal. Mm. And obviously, it was a bit of a journey of discovery for him. But for him, for for you at home with him away, because he was away for a he was away. Months. Was it two jobs? T- that he went? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It must um, have been like challenging, or you just again, it's life, so you just crack on and. 
yeah, it was life, and you, and you, but there were challenging times, and you thought, oh gosh, what do I do? You know, mm. who do I turn to? But you know, he was. You know, I spoke to him every day, or FaceTime yeah. was around, You know, a lot yeah. more around then, and um, you know, if there's a problem, he'd say, oh well, you know, ring so and so, or yeah. you know. But initially, you're like, what do we do? Who do I talk to about that? But yeah. we, we just got on with it, really. Yeah. We just do. And before you know it, time flies. I mean, time flies so fast these days. Doesn't it? Before you know it, you know, he was back and yeah. it was fine. Brimful of ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. His, his uh, criticism of my own Nuffield, I always, my overriding memory of his is the number of times he said black grass. And uh, I've always said that if I can have a pound for every time he wrote Blackgrass in his, his report, I'd be a, a, a rich man. But, yeah. But what was cool was the way he, he went off, and I think this often happens in it, especially for someone like Ben with an inquiring mind, mm. that you you know you go off and research something, but then it just dragged him off. And he, because he was like he just got the bit between his teeth. Yeah. And then he got a lead to go somewhere else. Yeah, and it just else. kept going and kept going. Yeah. And then, he, then all the ideas come together and he's like whoa you know we yeah. can do this and I'm like oh really and he's like yeah yeah we can well you don't know till you try do you yeah yeah and of course you try and then it's like well actually that's worked really well and, and then it's just progressed and progressed yeah. from there really in terms of the changes like on the farm because you know I normally if I have call him on the weekend you, he's you're normally all out like hedge planting or digging a pond or he, he's, yeah. he's transporting a greenhouse to do some <laughs> is quackaponics and yeah. is the quackaponics up and running not just yet not just <laughs> how, yet how many projects would you say that are kind of <laughs> no. almost there <laughs> no, the in the quack, yard I, I, I do believe that the quackaponics is going to be this winter yeah cool apparently so so yeah look forward to seeing how all that um, comes together but yeah, it all works in the end. Yeah, so, um, yeah. What was it like for you if you, you know, having not not come from a farming background, yeah, and lived in a pub, yeah, and then then obviously moved in with Ben, and I think you, you lived in like two or three other places before you actually moved back. To the yeah, farm. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like just coming back to the farm, like the farm life? Was um, it was it just a natural progression, like it was just kind of made sense and you? Because, you know, basically, ever since I've known you, like, you just get on with it. Yeah. And it's like, there's no drama. It's just like, <laughs> no, no, just no, crack on. Never drama. Just, no. just, just crack on. It's yeah. no, big, no big deal, you know. Yeah, I mean, moving back, obviously, I moved back nearer to my family. Course, obviously, yeah. my parents are getting older. My dad didn't have cancer. But, you know, he, we were still living up in Oxford at that time. But, um, you know, he got through it. But moving back to the farm, yeah good you know it's a nice place for the kids to grow up yeah, you know and 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 see family obviously my brothers are still local as well so i get to see them but it's generally like I say a nice place yeah to live you know and take over you know from his father and yeah. and and do what he wants to do really so, yeah which we yeah. obviously like i said before we were renting up in in oxford so you know to buy a place like this is Millions, isn't it really? Amazing, yeah. yeah so, and and the, you know these buildings, all the buildings here, you know, slowly but surely we're making them into something that yeah, it's amazing to see the the work, the I progress mean, of the, there's like new on. new rooms new going room. on and yeah, all sorts of stuff going on. It's really cool. Yeah, the, the changes just even in the time that I've known you guys. Oh really? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's very cool. 
So you were talking earlier on about your, you know, your interest and your love of animals, and yeah. you, you, I believe, have got a little horse breeding thing. Yeah. So, so before uh, they weren't just any old horses, were they? What were they not like? I don't know enough about horses. Okay. Tell us about your horses. Uh, <laughs> what you used to <laughs> really want to hear about the horses? Yeah. Um, so, so obviously, always been interested in horses. Yeah. So when we were living in Oxford. Had a horsey job, you know, worked in lots of different yards, you know, race yards, um, stud yards, um, hunting yards, you know, all different range of yards. Yeah. So I learned a lot from different places. And um, when we moved back here, I had actually got my own horse. And over time, you know, her front legs broke down and thank goodness she was a mare. So I decided I wanted to breed from her to get mm-hmm. something back. You know, yeah. vet bills cost an absolute fortune. So so I decided, right, okay, put her in foal. And I only had Tegan at the time. And when we moved back here, to go from working in all these horsey jobs to having a young child and then be sort of twiddling my thumbs, I was mm. like... I need to do something, (laughs) you know. Even though I had a child, I was still twiddling my thumbs a bit, really, to riding, like, 16 horses or more to, like, having one. And I was like, okay, I need to do something. So I decided to breed from her, and that's how my sort of little stud business um, started up. So I I bought a couple of broodmares, bought a little stallion, and, yeah, it grows from there. So, So then eventually, at one point... I had about 30 horses really? here. Really? Yeah. had about 30 horses here. And obviously couldn't do it all on my own. So then we employed a groom and, and, you know, she was brilliant. She helped me out, you know. And then once all the youngsters were at a certain age, we then can break them in. Obviously the kids were growing up. They can go to school. So I had time to do a bit more with the horses. And then, as you know, obviously JB then had his accident. Yeah. So then obviously couldn't deal with a lot at that time so I had to get got rid of quite a few of them and um, and then obviously the groom decided that she was going to go travelling as well so that's you know that was absolutely fine so cut right back so yeah so we have three horses now yeah my own horse which we which I am thinking of breeding from uh, next year. Now the kid's growing up, and I'm obviously busy on the farm, but yeah, I want to maybe, you know, have a couple more foals, and yeah. Tiggs is going to go to university. She's she's keen on, on so, the equine side as well. Yeah, so Tiggs rides, she's got her own, well, she's actually got two horses, yeah. and she does a bit of an eventing, and all that sort of thing, so, but she's, Finishing her A-levels, going to go travelling, then go to uni, and it'd be just perfect time to actually breed a couple of foals. And I would like to do that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a little while now, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, my horse is getting a lot older as well, so it's just be the next one on from there, really. Yeah, so, yeah it's very that, cool. That's the plan. Yeah. If it works. Yeah. <laughs> Much to Ben's disgust. <laughs> I must admit, you know, it was always, all, I think, when you, you meet someone, if, if you meet a girl or meet a person who has a, a love of horses and you happen to have a farm, then it, things are only going to go one way normally. Yeah. Um, fortunately, my wife doesn't have an interest in horses. So, <laughs> so you're I've, managed, I've managed to dodge that one. Yeah. Um, dodge that one so far. But going back to Job's accident, um, yeah. because obviously that was that was very significant for you guys and and that was, and, and Ben talked about has talked about that in terms mm. of his his decision to go 
travelling and to do the Nuffield Scholarship. Yeah. And I think, you know, at the time, his mental health was... He was having a rough time, yeah. Yeah, having a rough time. And and, and as I recall, he uh, he said, you know, you, uh, like, Job will be what he will be. Yeah. And you need to go and do something. So can you just, if it's all right, can you just talk us through what happened? And and then... The actual accident. accident, yeah. Right, okay, so... As I mentioned, we mentioned before, obviously I was doing a bit of breeding. Um, so we had um, a few mares and foals at foot. And I was part of the local hunting community as well. And we were putting on a, a show one weekend and they wanted to borrow the show jumps, which was absolutely fine. So it just so happened the show jumps were stacked up in a field where my mares and foals were and there was me, my groom, my groom's sister at the time, because she was just helping out as well. Um, Ben, fortunately, was home that day, and he had somebody here as well. So we decided, and obviously Joe, he was was in the car, strapped in the car. Mm. Uh, So we drove the car into the trailer, uh, into the field with the mares and foals to stack these show jumps on the trailer. Normal stuff. Pretty normal stuff. Yeah. And Job, at that point, you know, he was starting to learn to walk, so he could walk and toddle around. But he's an, a good escape artist. Mm. And that particular day, he, he was strapped in the car. Somehow he'd managed to get out. And we were stacking and just hadn't noticed that he'd got out of the car. Yeah. And then within, you know, a few minutes or whatever, I just looked across the field. I mean, it was no distance, really. And the minute I looked at one, I was like, oh, my God. And the mare, because he was stood by one of the mares and foals, and obviously she saw him as a threat to her baby. Yeah. And just just kicked out and kicked him to the floor. Wow. And then... All hell broke loose, pretty much. I was yeah. like, scree- I was screaming. I'm in deafening. Ben said, I'm in, you never forget. I no. mean, I just was, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I probably did the wrong thing, but my natural reaction was, I just went run over there and, 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 and picked him up yeah. and was just trying to talk to him. Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah, yeah. And he was like trying to cry. He was like pulling his faces and there was nothing to see on him. Nothing to see. He was just, trying to cry but there yeah. wasn't really a lot coming out uh, I'm screaming and I call the ambulance and, and my groom's like trying to call the ambulance and I just like I just for some reason I just I, I picked him up and I just ran ran to the car Yeah. and I'm like screaming at Ben Ben get in you know swear it I just I just you just don't know what to do and um, it's just the way you react really and I'm just going to get in the car you know obviously we've got local hospital mm-hmm. at the time uh, we haven't got it in anymore Ross. but at the time in yeah. Ross yeah. and so Ben just got in the car and we just and all this time I was trying to talk to Job and come on wake up sort of thing and, and all that sort of stuff and we literally got to the hospital and just I just ran in with him and then all these people came and pressing yeah. alarm bells and things like this and then you know I was just like you know trying to understand what the house just what on earth has just happened yeah. and and whether he was actually going to be all right yeah. so that it was pretty scary stuff and then 
he he had a pretty long spell in in hospital. Yeah, so he got airlifted to Birmingham. Right. And he yeah, so obviously intensive care. Yeah. Scans and what injuries and what damage had been done and what they're gonna do and I'm not sure if he's gonna survive, you know, ten yeah. percent chance and we're like, Is that oh my right? God. Is that what I gave him? Yeah, ten percent chance Wow. We'll live. If he lives, we don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. A child of this age. He was three? No, he was only 16 months. Oh, 16 months? Blimey. Yeah, yeah, it's 16 months. So, he, in a way, though, they said that was a godsend because his bones and things were quite flexible. Yeah. Even though he did have significant injuries, like... Um, from what I can remember, obviously, yeah, yeah. It was such a long so time long, ago, yeah. he had two fractures. So where he was kicked on his head, mm. the impact had fractured this side and that side, but obviously squashed the brain. Yeah. And obviously the brain had to swell with the impaction yeah. and, and stuff like that. But yeah, they didn't really know how he was going to be at all, you know, because he was put in a coma because that was the best yeah. way and they kept him cool and tubes everywhere and you just you just can't believe it you know he hadn't broken his neck or anything like that but he kept a collar on him and yeah. you know there's just so much going on and um so you came down Birmingham for so I, I literally went and I said I'm not coming home unless he's coming with me yeah. however that may be but but yeah so I went and Ben love him he took control here obviously we still got two other kids yeah you know and um they're only tiny themselves you know so erin i mean if you talk to her at all she um she remembers little bits but nothing yeah. to whereas tegan can remember a little bit more yeah. um but yeah they were only tiny and and obviously they needed a parent yeah yeah and, and ben loving me was brilliant at you know coming up every day and then coming home yeah. to be there for the kids when they got back from school and do tea and tea at dinner time and all that sort of thing. And yeah. my groom, love her, She they camped. They literally camped here and stayed here to help. Yeah. You know, we still got the animal. We still had animals yeah, here. Of course, so yeah. And they still needed doing. So she took control of that uh, yeah. and to help Ben with the two girls as yeah, well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the girls, they'd all come up at the weekend and we stayed in the Ronald McDonald house because right. yeah, yeah, they give yes. you a house, uh, you know, an, uh, a room and facilities to use yeah. as a family, you know. So how, and then you were able to bring him home? He came out of the coma, you know, he then had to learn to eat again and, yeah. and just everything, yeah. basically. Back Go to back to being a baby and yeah. start again, learn to... You know, he was quite floppy when we yeah. first brought him home. You know, we had to build his strength up. So we had physio and and all that sort of thing. So those next months and months were just healing, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, it was a great to bring him home, you know. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. couldn't yeah. believe it, really. No, <laughs> he, even then, he wasn't talking much. Yeah. But he was here. Yeah. He's alive and breathing. That's all that mattered. Yeah. You know, so. No, it's, um, a, it's a hell of a story. And so, so later on then, obviously, when Ben's mental health started to yeah. struggle, because I guess you go, you come out of dealing with the crisis. Yeah, to yeah. To dealing with the aftermath and yeah. adapting to life after the... Yeah. So I'm, I'm very much, you know, get down, get on with it. And this is how it is, you know, it. 
I'm totally different to Ben in that respect. Yeah. Whereas Ben, mentally, it really affected him. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, he was like, I'll never forget, like, Job having a wheelchair for the first time. He really couldn't deal with that. Really, yeah. You know, he's like, oh, my son, in a way, he doesn't need it. Well, he, he does love, but, you know, you just got to yeah. just get on with it. But for Ben, it took quite a while to adjust to come these to terms with, come to with terms that. with these sort of things yeah. and yeah I mean I suppose he'd tell you more about it himself but yeah it was hard for him yeah. very hard yeah and that affected you know in working you know and at the yeah. time he didn't want to do a lot mood swings would really differ he got through it yeah thank goodness and um and then, like you know, going back to where we started on this, you know, about about you convincing him that he needed to do something do for himself, so. yes, and yeah. to to kind of part of his healing process was yeah. to, to go on this journey that he's now well and truly on. Yeah. And I guess having known him, met him at, at the Nuffield, where he was really, he was kind of like he was well on the on the journey, and he, mm. he, he to see to where he is now, and and like to have been lucky enough to spend the time that I have with him and we've done everything we have. Have you have you seen, because he's often talked about, because we're always banging on about regenerative farming, you know, he talks about how it heals people as well as the land and, yeah. and everything else. And So from your point of view, how have you seen that kind of healing process that Ben has kind of been through? He's less grumpy. Yeah, I mean, he's... His brain's being challenged with things that he enjoys doing. So therefore, he's spending less time thinking of what had happened to Job and, oh, it's not very good, is it? You know, that sort of attitude and, oh, God, my son, you know, what's going to happen? And he felt he couldn't really help in any way. So channeling him to say, look, Job is absolutely fine. He's fine. He's here. He's happy. That's yeah. all that mattered. Yeah. However he was going to turn out, as yeah. long as he he's is happy, smiling. he's smiling, he makes everybody laugh, It's he's fine. So go and do. So he went and did. And obviously that kept him busy. And focused, yeah. And focused on something. Because like I say, before, when he was in his dark days, shall I say, yeah. He could not, he just couldn't think outside the box, really. Yeah. He, he was just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, in a way, it, it's just kept him going, really. Yeah. It's kept him going. And like you say, there's always something exciting around the corner. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know. And <laughs> um, and it just keeps going. And, and he never sleeps. No, he never <laughs> sleeps. He never sleeps. He never really has slept that yeah, well really. since I've known him. Yeah. Um, and actually, even his sisters don't actually. Really? Yeah, um, Nay and Jess, they, from what um, my mother-in-law says, yeah, they just don't. They just don't sleep for some reason. They don't need a full like eight to twelve hours. They yeah. just a couple of hours job done. It's, it's like really, yeah. you know, he goes from one end of the country to the next, or zooming <laughs> off here and there, and <laughs> he's like bright as a daisy. I'm like, yeah. I'll have some of that, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> God, no, I couldn't cope. I couldn't cope with that at all. Every now and then, having, having known Job for a few years as well, um, yeah. he's got one thing you notice around Townsend is there's a lot of stuff smashed up. 
he, he's a wrecker, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He likes to, yeah, break he things. He likes to experiment. Experiment, yeah, like that's his, the his word. Dad, in a slightly more destructive way, potentially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He just, he loves that sort of doing that sort of thing and obviously sensory orientated. Yeah, yeah. He just loves, like, like the pots, for instance. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he just likes the noise. Yeah. He likes... Oh, what have I done? Sort of and thing. Why not spread a pat of butter around the inside of a car? Yeah, that sort of thing. Or some talcum powder or yeah. something. Let's just. <laughs> well, this is fun. Let's do it some more. But yeah, you know, we laugh about it, and yeah. it's just it's just him, and we yeah. love it. Yeah, he's awesome. Because it could have been a totally different it story. Be, yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm not sure how I would have then coped if it was a totally different story. Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. I haven't had to, so no. um, he's. Yeah, no, it's very cool. good. He's yeah, cool. <laughs> we were talking earlier on. There's exciting things going on in some of the buildings. There's yep. the shop. Yep. You got the the kefir. The kefir water. Kefir water. Uh, the brewery. Yeah. The Johnson Just, Sioux. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The glamp side. Glamp side. And so, how, what what's happening in the next? Give, give us a from Helen's perspective. What does the next twelve months look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows what's around the corner really some other ideas might just suddenly pop up but I think the the idea is in the next few years we'll finish doing some more of the other buildings I think Ben wants to do sort of a, like a regenerative school in the yeah. main barn there and get people to come I mean we have a lot of people come here now and, and Ben does tours and explains to them you know what we're doing here and, and that's what he's trying to advise his farmers and all that sort of thing so he's going to hopefully in the next few years calm calm down with going away <laughs> yeah yeah um, concentrate here yeah and concentrate here and let them come to him and and that sort of the thing so hopefully like I say with the with the other buildings that aren't quite finished yet like I say it's long term projects really glamp site will be up and running a bit more and yeah. um aquaponics and and all those sort of things so yeah in the next sort of you know 12 months couple of years we should have because you, you know it strikes me you guys have got like a real shared vision for what's going on you know he obviously keeps dropping the bombs in there yeah you know to to keep keep life interesting but it feels like there's like a, just a real cool direction of travel for everything here with a lot of what we've talked about in the past is about sort of connecting people and consumers hmm. with the land and with food production. Yeah, and yeah. So not only you'll end up with a, a really diverse farm in like every single way, like yeah. a diverse community of businesses around the buildings and then the way the farm is operating and the access that people have to the farm and, yeah. and what that means. And, and I guess it's just... It's a, it's a journey that we, we sort of I find myself on as well with our farm at home. You know, it's yeah, a, yeah. There's a it makes it means that life becomes very complicated and very busy, mm. but it's also really rewarding. I yeah. find. Yeah. And uh, and I think I, I always look in on it with a certain amount of awe at the way you you just keep yeah. things going. Whenever yes. I turn up here, you're, you're you're kind of like either flying off across the farm on a on a kabocha or something. You know, feeding pheasants or. Job on your shoulders. Yeah, Can you yeah. still carry him on your shoulders now? Because um, mm, he's getting pretty big now. <laughs> I know I shouldn't really, but sometimes <laughs> I'm just he like, just come on, Job, it's just easy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he loves yeah. it, but yeah, he's getting to a stage where he's a little bit big now. But Lots going on at Townsend Farm. Yeah. Living with Ben at 100 miles an hour. Yep. <laughs> I love the no nonsense approach to uh, 
to dealing with it all yeah. and, and helping make it all happen. The whole idea of, of this episode was for for some people to hear about about Helen, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the the woman behind uh, behind Ben, but very much you know awesome in your own right. So you're not just you're clearly like this amazing couple. I would say that you mirror his energy and everything else in just your lust for life and yeah. ability just to crack on and, and get it all done. So it's been a real privilege. Thank you for joining me. That's all right. I normally say thank you for joining us, but Ben's not <laughs> no, here. he's not. No. So, um, it, yeah, it's just, it's been great. And uh, I know you were not entirely keen on the idea of recording no. a podcast, but it's been, it's been fun. And thank you very much for taking the time. That's all right. Thank you very much for having me. You're most welcome.